Oh, Jesus Christ! It's another week, another <laughs> hot, fresh batch of embarrassment from the world's richest man, Elon Musk. It's pretty wild to recall that just a few years ago, this man was not only widely respected and admired, he was also basically the king of the nerds,、mm -hmm. like a real-life Tony Stark who also was into anime and video games. So cool!、Mm -hmm. Public perception has obviously shifted in recent years, but surely. If any crowd is going to still welcome Elon Musk with open arms, it would be a major esports tournament, right? Yes. Right. Well, Paperworks to try and close. Where's that from? That can't be from in here, surely. <laughs> is that a bigger reaction than Ten's got? Yeah, I think so. Damn, must be nice. Ten to five. Lucas back on the game now. Paper X, another challenge for them. Ten rounds. This crowd's funny. Okay, so that was the 2023 championships for the hero shooter Valorant, and the audio is a bit hard to make out. But Elon Musk's presence was apparently not welcomed with open arms. Quite the opposite, in fact. Here's PC Gamer. Billionaire Elon Musk was booed by the crowd when his attendance on the final day of the Valorant Champions 2023 tournament was highlighted in the broadcast. In a clip of the stream shared by Jake Lucky, Musk's attendance in the stadium was revealed, only to be met with raucous boos from the crowd. Where's that coming from? That can't be from in here, surely? One of the stream's broadcasters asked. Is that a bigger reaction than professional Valorant player Ten Z got? The other replied. The feed cut back to a match between Canada-based evil geniuses and the Singaporean team Paper Rex, but the crowd wasn't finished with Musk. Focus is back on the game now. One of the broadcasters erroneously declared before the crowd broke into a chant of "Bring back Twitter!" Wow. So yeah, definitely、uh, not the crowd that we would have expected to boo Elon Musk. They and, were saying boo Ernst and criticize his decisions at、uh, X, the everything app, but. That's where we're at now. Yeah, typically you would assume that they would just give him the benefit of the doubt and say, "Wow, look, a famous person, a, a famous person, and a fellow gamer." Yeah, pretty cool to have him in the room. The narwhal bacon's at midnight, my friend. But no, this man has become so disliked that even the gaming community is not scared of a rich person's presence, and instead chose to boo him publicly. Unfortunately for Musk, though, this was at least less embarrassing than that time Dave Chappelle inexplicably invited Elon on stage during a comedy show in San Francisco right after firing half of Twitter's employees. That incident also involved lots of boos, but it was made significantly more cringeworthy thanks to Elon getting on the mic amidst all the boos and trying and failing to quote from Chappelle's show, mumbling, "I'm Rick, bitch." But you know, then again, Elon probably assumed his nerd brethren at the Valorant Championships would be so stoked about him being there. So this might actually sting even worse. Yeah, these are supposed to be his people. Yes,、uh, I think this one will. Yeah, this one's much worse. And it's、uh, he should have this happen every six months,、uh, just to、yeah. you know get a temperature on the real world, and not、uh, the experience he has on Twitter, where he's given everyone who loves him. Yeah, I mean, he has engineered the entire Twitter product so that he only ever sees、uh, posts from people who love him. Yeah, he's created the emperor has sewn his own clothes. Yes, and when he goes outside, outside they they go away. So he needs to be outside more. 
get some of that tough love. Or, well. Looks like you need a little bit of tough love. <laughs> Thank you, so, Dr. Phil. Reaction on Twitter itself was swift. Getting booed by Valorant players is like getting wedgies by the anime club in middle school. The man desperately wants to be king of the nerds, but he keeps getting reminded he's only king of the dorks. <laughs> Almost every Valorant player was born in 2015, has never tasted water, and the only culture they consume outside of Valorant is those AI-generated TikToks that are engineered to start a race war. If he can no longer impress this crowd, Tesla will not be here in two years. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. And speaking of Tesla... Yeah, they've got problems beyond just their user base shrinking as more and more people develop a distaste for Musk and decide to instead go with any of the other options in the electric car category. Because guess what? Surprise, there are options There's now, Mr. Musk. There's a lot Musk. of them. Yeah, so it's now been nearly four years since the Tesla Cybertruck was first unveiled. That was time no flies. November 2019. Unbelievable. And it's, of course, way behind schedule, but... Deliveries are now supposed to start rolling out by the end of this year. Despite shipments of Cybertrucks even being spotted on highways, though, it still ain't ready. And that's largely thanks to a problem that's already known to plague all the existing Tesla cars, but is much more noticeable on the Cybertruck. Panel alignment mm -hmm. issues. On a typical smooth-edged car, the gaps between body panels don't really stand out that much, unless you're up close and kind of looking for them, but a car that's all straight edges just doesn't have that luxury. And Elon is not happy about that, as shown in a recent internal email that got leaked. Due to the nature of Cybertruck, which is made of bright metal with mostly straight edges, any dimensional variation shows up like a sore thumb. All parts for this vehicle, whether internal or from suppliers, need to be designed and built to sub-10 micron accuracy. That means all part dimensions need to be to the third decimal place in millimeters, and tolerances need to be specified in single-digit microns. If Lego and soda cans, which are very low cost, can do this, so can we. Precision predicates perfectionism. Yeah, that guy is high on the sauce when writing that. Uh, yeah, as many were quick to point out, though, 10 microns is one one-thousandth of a centimeter. <laughs> and is a level of precision that's basically impossible in auto manufacturing because metal expands and contracts due to changes in temperature. According to professional car designers uh, Fast Company spoke to, there's not really any way to fix these problems aside from starting from scratch with a new design. There's actual reasons cars don't look like that aside from aesthetics. From their reporting, Professor X <laughs> believes that Tesla can attain such precision, but Clark questioned the demand in an email he sent me today is totally infeasible for production. Body panel tolerances are measured in whole millimeters to allow for variance in assembly and the tolerance stack. This is also nonsense because, as he points out, it doesn't take into account the thermal expansion and contraction of vehicles that come into play during the manufacturing and operation of the vehicle. Or, as one of the Cybertruck Owners Club forum participants quipped in response to Musk's email, if all of the CT's parts were either soda cans or Legos, this would be an easy command to obey. <laughs> Musk promised this pickup in 2021 and didn't deliver. Then he said production was coming in 2022, but that year came and it got delayed again to early 2023. Now it's been delayed again till late 2023. Tesla blamed the supply chain, but Clark and others in the industry are skeptical it will ever happen, at least not without a serious redesign. As soon as we saw the Cybertruck, everyone I know in the industry started laughing. We just thought there is no way they're gonna be able to get that into production. There's no way, he assures me, because it's not going to pass crash regulations, it's not going to pass pedestrian impact regulations, and more importantly, it's going to be extremely hard to make those dead straight panels. 
Now it continues, Clark explained that the car panels are made by stamping them with big metal hydraulic presses. They always have an amount of curves in them because they have to be able to hold the shape when the part comes out of the press. But if you have a dead flat panel, it doesn't work. It's going to vibrate and they're going to have massive problems stamping those panels and having them keep their shape. This observation aligns with Musk's own admission about the dimensional variations being prominently visible due to the truck's straight edges. Another example of a problem caused by this bad design was the Cybertruck's doors don't seem to align properly with the body, which is a fundamental issue that speaks to the vehicle's overall build quality. The precision problems made obvious by its angular design that Musk has detected also demonstrate another prediction that will affect drivers down the line. It's going to be a nightmare to repair any small dent. Any imperfection in its stainless steel body can't be painted. It will be there forever unless you replace the entire panel or do some really crazy fine repair job. Yeah, I hadn't thought about this, but... Uh, but it's supposed to be indestructible. You hit it, nothing happens. It's all good, right? Uh, well, uh, define destruction, I guess. Like, Because, yeah, it's uh, if, if you get a dent in that... It's going to look like shit forever. You, there's no way to remove it. I, I had never thought about how, like, yeah, flat, flat panels of metal... Like uh, baking sheets, yeah, never stay flat. No, because well, you put them in the oven. You put it, yeah, you put them in the oven, and the thermal expansion contraction yeah. like eventually gets it to warp. Just any any place where this is driving in hot weather, which we would assume is most, uh, it's going to be like Southern California and stuff like that. People are driving around in this thing. Also, just, just getting to the baked touch. in the sun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, walking near it in a in a in a sunny day is going to be uh, quite the challenge. Yeah, it's uh, there's a reason. There's like the only other car that's been made out of stainless steel was the fucking DeLorean. Another car that was a only disaster. popular because it was featured in that movie. Yeah, no one would even remember or talk about it outside of it being a, a general lemon. The, uh, than it being in Back to the Future. It's still pretty cool to see one. Everyone. Sure, one. yeah, but it's ju it's just gonna be like seeing this. You're gonna be like, yeah. oh wow, a Cybertruck. Well, I mean, the the DeLorean has like, you know, it's like you it has that connection to Back to the Future. Yeah, it's got that nostalgia. Yeah, to exactly. It. Uh, the Cybertruck I only associate with negative things mm -hmm. and laughter. It's gonna like melt someone's car when it's parked next to it in a parking lot. It's a <laughs> You remember when the Disney Concert Hall first got built? Um, They're like, if you walk in certain areas, you could uh, it get was, melted. It was literally melting like uh, nearby buildings because yeah. it's stainless steel and it's curved. And it was just like certain times a day it would be 200 degrees. They, they had to go in and like spend a billion dollars coating it in some anti-reflective material. It's like, yeah, it was stainless steel. What do you think was going to happen? The same thing happened at uh, one of the Vegas hotels. They're like, at a certain point of the day, you can't go outside because yeah. the light reflecting off of it will it was, melt you. I think it was one of the wind. Like the wind or yeah, something? Cause yeah, because it, uh, it curves. It's a curve. And, yeah. So it just channels. Yeah. But no, this is, I mean, we called this the second it was revealed, uh, much like anyone else that wasn't halfway up Elon's ass by then. But this is an abomination. Yeah. It is not a cool car, and if you own one, people are going to not think you're cool. They're going to think you're very lame, and that you have more money than you know what to do with, and that you're flaunting it, and they should uh, hit your car with a baseball bat and put a big dent in it. Throw a steel ball at the window. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with all that. I mean, the panel alignment issues, it seems like something that Elon's just going to eventually accept mm -hmm. and pretend isn't real, as, as will the people that are willing to buy the car. Well, you gotta have a car with sharp edges because smooth car equals smooth brain. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, I mean, the other stuff, like actually passing government safety tests, that 
Could be a big problem. Yeah, the, you can't just ignore that. I would have assumed since they were moving into full production, according to him, that they had already done all this yeah, testing, seemed, but apparently they have not. And seems that's like something you do before. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see because I don't have a lot of hope for this truck to pass all of this yeah. stuff. And it was one thing when this was like going to be the first ever electric pickup truck, but in the last four years, like things have changed. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who wants an electric truck can just go get one today. Yeah. There are already five electric pickups on the market from other companies. Other companies that have much better reputations when it comes to build quality. And guess what? So, they look like trucks. You can't even tell the yeah. difference between them and a non-electric truck. I, the Rivian one is, like, I think a good balance of, like, yes, we're being sure. futuristic, but yeah. it's still a truck. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking stupid. But, like, the Lightning, but, the... Yeah. The, the uh, What is it? Like, a Chevy has one. They all kind of look like trucks. Yeah, they... They look like a pickup truck yeah. and probably function much the same way. pretty decently as a pickup truck, whereas mm-hmm. the Cybertruck is exclusively for the type of person who buys a truck and literally never uses the back area. No, the, tr- the Cybertruck like is it's for, it's for people who want to cosplay as like military dudes, but they actually just work high up at tech companies. Yeah. But another Tesla news. Uh, remember when Elon promised that he was going to go live stream himself testing out Tesla's self-driving capabilities while driving over to Mark Zuckerberg's house to challenge him to a backyard brawl? Um, but then nothing happened because, of course, it didn't. Well, I thought Zuckerberg backed out of that. Well, guess what, haters? It actually did finally happen. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Kind of. Here's The Verge. Elon Musk's Tesla almost ran a red light while live streaming a demo of Tesla's full self-driving FSD beta software. Musk was also live streaming the demo while in the driver's seat, violating Tesla's rules for its advanced driver assist technology. Oh, and he kind of doxes Mark Zuckerberg too. The roughly 45 minute video was meant to demonstrate the prowess of version 12 of Tesla's advanced driver assist technology, which has yet to be released to customers. And while the vehicle appears to be operating safely for the majority of the trip, it still ends up being a bizarre experience, which is typical of all things Musk. At around the 19 minute mark, Musk is forced to take the steering wheel as the vehicle tries to accelerate through a red light in Palo Alto. It seemed as if the vehicle misread the traffic signal and tried to proceed through the intersection at the wrong time. Musk posted the grainy video on X, formerly known as Twitter, last Friday. So that's our first intervention because the car should be going straight, Musk said after taking control of the vehicle. That's why we've not released this to the public yet. FSD is technically a beta software, though Musk has said that V12 will be the first time Tesla removes that label. Sure, like every other time that he said it's coming out of beta. Yeah, and I, I do love, like, well, it only fucked up once. And it's that like, could kill you. One time in 45 minutes. I mean, extrapolate that uh, across the lifetime of vehicle. That is, yeah. uh, I don't... Multiple times a day. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. if you're in the car, for, you know, going to and from work, that's uh, at least four times a day, probably, if you're in a big city, that it's going to... Uh, fuck up and put your life at risk. Which, as I've and the always, life of others, as I've always said from the beginning, until you can place your full trust in a self-driving car, you've defeated the entire purpose of the self-driving car. Mm-hmm. If the car's driving itself and you have to be paying attention the entire time and ready to take over at a second's notice, that's not a self-driving car. You're babysitting a fucking robot. Also, he's calling it a beta, and and everyone using it beta testers, but they're paying thousands of dollars. Yeah. To to you to test. Yeah, the just service. yeah. That's how beta tests are. Usually, you you pay a shitload of money to beta yeah, yeah, test yeah. software. That's how beta testing works, right? Yeah, and put your own life at risk and the life of others around you and your family and yeah, and, and pay for that service. But yeah, here's the part about Mark Zuckerberg. 
At around the 27 minute mark, Musk claims he is going to drive to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg's house, which he has previously threatened to do as a part of their much publicized but probably will never happen fight. Musk Googles Zuckerberg's address and then displays it prominently on screen. Remember, Musk has banned the at Elon Jet account that tracks his private jet from X slash Twitter, claiming it was a direct personal safety risk to him. This cannot be considered doxing if you just Google it, Musk says. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. How did he think that Elon Jet worked? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Did he, he think that this kid yeah. put a tracking device on his plane? He was, sure was acting like it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, again, the Elon was using publicly available information. Hey, it's pretty like, cool, right? You can do this because it's just, just on Google. Yeah, so, but now he's saying that publicly available information can never possibly be doxing, which is uh, very cool. But, yeah, in just one live stream, Elon Musk managed to violate Twitter's rules on doxing violate Tesla's rules on uh, self-driving, keeping your hands on the wheel and paying attention to everything, and also violating California law on cell phone use while operating a vehicle. Uh, very cool. This is definitely the guy uh, who is going to usher us into our self-driving future. Yeah. And not a complete fucking jackass. Also, interestingly, there were times during the live stream when it appeared that Elon did not have either of his hands on the wheel, which normally would trigger a warning, but didn't. Hmm. And that's probably because he was running the car in Elon mode. I'm so surprised he doesn't call it straight up God mode uh, because he <laughs> is a gamer. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is investigating this along with other various potential safety issues that may have led to crashes and deaths. Here's CNBC. Tesla has received a special order from federal automotive safety regulators requiring the company to provide extensive data about its driver assistance and driver monitoring systems and a once-secret configuration for these known as Elon Mode. Typically, when a Tesla driver uses the company's driver assistance systems, which are marketed as autopilot, full self-driving, or FSD beta options, a visual symbol blinks on the car's touchscreen to prompt the driver to engage the steering wheel. If the driver leaves the steering wheel unattended for too long, the nag escalates to a beeping noise. If the driver still does not take the wheel at that point, the vehicle can disable the use of its advanced driver assistance features for the rest of the drive or longer. As CNBC previously reported, with the Elon mode configuration enabled, Tesla can allow a driver to use the company's autopilot, FSD, or FSD beta systems without the so-called nag. Hmm. Well, it doesn't really seem like Elon Musk is taking the responsibility of putting self-driving cars on our public roads all that seriously, which is very concerning. To be fair, though, it's not just Elon's self-driving cars that are a danger to society. Turns out self-driving systems all have problems. Specifically, they have a tough time recognizing children and people with dark skin. It's a form of bias seen in a lot of AI systems, but now it presents an actual physical danger to children and or black people. Here's Gizmodo. I hate the future. Driverless car systems have a bias problem, according to a new study from King's College London. The study examined eight AI-powered pedestrian detection systems used for autonomous driving research. Researchers ran more than 8,000 images through the software and found that the self-driving car systems were nearly 20% better at detecting adult pedestrians than kids, and more than 7.5% better at detecting light-skinned pedestrians over dark-skinned ones. The AI were even worse at spotting dark-skinned people in low light and low settings, making the tech even less safe at night. Not looking great. Not good. Not, not good. No. Who's it? It's not good. It's bad. Stop anyway. promoting this as if it's something that's right around the corner. Seems like this is uh, this problem solving is really just creating new problems. 
Uh, it would be really great if we could just invest all this time, effort, and money into public transit. But, uh, you know, that'll never work. You're telling me uh, one vehicle that fits hundreds of people on it? Uh, sounds ridiculous. I don't think that'll ever happen. Mm -mm. I think about it every time I leave a Dodger game or a big concert. Just like, you know how much easier this would be yeah. if you could just get on a train? It's fucked up. Yeah. It was a stupid country. Anyway, we've got more AI news coming up in just a sec. But first, it's time to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Have you been living in the same shorts and t-shirts all summer? Yeah, you have. Mm -hmm. Ready to up your wardrobe game but don't know where to start or even what size you are at some of the trendy online shops? It's time to get yourself a Stitch Fix stylist. Stitch Fix is an easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly browse through options or spend outside your budget. Think of them as your style planner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank. With your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit and send you clothes handpicked just for you. They have over a thousand brands and styles and do the work of choosing the best options for you. They'll even show you how to wear head-to-toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. And if you don't love something, just send it back. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. And in our experience, Stitch Fix is just about the easiest possible way to add a couple new items to your wardrobe a few times a year. A lot of times you'll even end up with something you love that you never would have even tried on at the store. And with fall coming up, baby, layers look so good, but you gotta know how to style it right. I'm excited to finally start dressing again. <laughs> Stepping out in the world, dressing again. So thank you, Stitch Fix. They just get me. Mm -hmm. And they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com newsday and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com newsday. Stitchfix.com newsday. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. September is here and we want to talk just for a little bit about self-care. Mm, actually, when it, September is not, well. Anyways, when it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why Manscaped are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with our code NEWSDAY at manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with their brand new Beard Hedger trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature Performance Package 4.0? I can't. Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, the Lawnmower 4.0, equipped with skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their Crop Preserver Groin Deodorant and Crop Reviver Groin Spray. Yeah, we haven't had them on in a while, and it's always fun to say groin, groin and balls and all kinds of stuff. Thanks for sponsoring again. Trust us, you want the situation down there to be pleasing to all the senses when the time is right. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These might be the most comfortable boxers on earth, especially during the hotter months when your goods need to breathe. Once again, Manscaped supports internet today so much that they provided an exclusive offer for our watchers and listeners. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code NEWSDAY at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code NEWSDAY. Feel like yourself again. Take charge of your life with Manscaped. Back to the news now. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the fields that the rise of generative AI has the potential to almost completely wipe out is, of course, journalism. 
which has already seen a massive decline in job opportunities over the past few decades thanks to other technological changes. Lots of media outlets have already implemented AI as a way to handle the more mundane writing tasks, stuff where, you know, they can just input some basic information, have the AI do the rest instead of, you know, paying a human being to do it. Mm -hmm. And as we've seen, this does not always go great. But a recent article in the Columbus Dispatch newspaper uh, proves the haters wrong. It really shows how useful AI journalism can be. Yeah, sit down, haters. Here you go. High school team defeats other high school team in high school football action. <laughs> Two area high schools played a football game on Friday night with one emerging victorious, 21 to 12. The game was tied going into the opening kickoff. <laughs> okay. But that would soon change when one team would later score. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. Both teams hope to learn from this game as they are back in action next Friday night against other opponents. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Lead AI. Great reporting. Um, especially the part where they're tied going into kickoff. You love to see it. These are details that only an AI would notice. Yeah. Wow, the score was 0-0 when it started? This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's neck and neck here at the opening kickoff. Uh -huh. Some people do disagree with the uh, quality of this reporting. Yeah, some people had a problem with it. Uh -huh. Here's CNN. Newspaper chain Gannett has paused the use of an artificial intelligence tool to write high school sports dispatches after the technology made several major flubs in articles in at least one of its papers. Several high school sports reports written by an AI service called Lead AI and published by the Columbus Dispatch earlier this month went viral on social media this week, and not in a good way. In one notable example, preserved by the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine, the story began... The Worthington Christian winning team mascot <laughs> defeated the Westerville North losing team mascot 2 to 1 in an Ohio boys soccer game on Saturday. The page has since been updated. Great. Uh, it continues. The reports were mocked on social media for being repetitive, lacking key details, using odd language, and generally sounding like they'd been written by a computer with no actual knowledge of sports. CNN identified several other local Gannett outlets, including the Louisville Courier Journal, Arizona Central, Florida Today, and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that have all published similar stories written by Lead AI in recent weeks. Many of the reports feature identical language describing high school football action, <laughs> noting when one team took victory away from another, and describing cruise control wins. In many cases, the stories also repeated the date of the games being covered multiple times in just a few paragraphs. The football game, which, by the way, was... Friday on, night. I, I, just so we're clear, this game happened on Friday. Yes. Not Thursday. This was a Friday game. The high school, they, they like to do things on Friday nights. They and, don't like to come back to school on the weekends. Yeah, and there was a lot of action. There's a lot of big football action oh, here. Oh, you wouldn't believe all the action that was going on. <laughs> so, yeah, thankfully, AI might... One of the kids got CTE. I hope not. Lots of action. Football action. But yeah, it looks like AI might not quite be ready to put the final nail in the coffin of the journalism profession. Okay. But still, according to recent polling, people are worried about AI. Here's Engadget. Americans have grown more worried about AI in the last nine months. A new survey from the Pew Research Center indicates 52% of respondents are more concerned than excited about rising artificial intelligence use, up 14 points since December. Meanwhile, only 10% say they're more excited than worried, while another 36% describe their views as equally balanced. Concern about AI outweighs excitement across all major demographic groups, the Pew Research Center wrote in a blog post today. I love the person that's just like, I'm both concerned and excited. Why not both? <laughs> I'm excited to be more concerned. Yes, I just like watching things play out. 
A little excitement. Yeah. It continues, although younger Americans are still more concerned than excited, their views tend to be more positive than their older counterparts. Among 18 to 29 year olds, 42% are more concerned about the growing use of AI in daily life, and 17% are more excited. But among adults 65 and up, 61% say they're primarily concerned, while excitement only outweighs concern for a mere 4%. Pew Research also polled respondents on awareness of AI, and it appears the more people have heard about its rising adoption, the more uneasy they feel. The polling reports that about 90% of adults have heard a lot, 33%, or a little, 56%, about artificial intelligence, with the a lot group growing by seven points since December. Those who have heard much about AI are more likely to be worried than in December. Anxiety outweighs enthusiasm, 47% to 15% among that demographic, compared to 31% concern to 23% excited last year. Even those who have only heard a little about it describe a more negative view than respondents in the December poll by 19 points. I mean, the old people are right, because none of them, uh, very few of them are actually going to, you know, be able to retire. Yeah. And they're always the first to uh, be on the chopping block when something new comes along. And they're also the most likely to get scammed. Yes. Um, and they, this introduces all new ways to get scammed. So. The only reason they're torn on it is because, well, the AI is going to take a lot of jobs, probably mine. Uh, but also, it's going to be able to turn on the shows that I want. Yeah, uh, they do love Siri. Yeah. The only people I've ever seen use Siri are people over the age of 55. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting phenomenon. They love talking to their little robot. Yes, so that's why, that's the only reason they're torn on it. They're like, yeah. I get a personal assistant at all times, and I get to see, I, I, I yell at the machine to call my family. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, it is taking my, my one thing that kept me going away, my job. It is also interesting that uh, teenagers are the people who stand to benefit the most from this shit. Benefit. Well, I mean, they get to get through school without trying. Sure, whatever. Because yeah. cheating is now super easy. They're, mm -hmm. they're most concerned. But they, they would also have the most hands-on experience. Yeah, and they're like, looking if this, at... If this can help me pass, great. But this is fucked up. They also have uh, decades of history to look at about the like just specifically in America the adoption of robotics and now moving into AI and being like no it's actually going to make everyone's lives a lot easier uh, by automating all of these tough jobs mm -hmm. just a lot better jobs with more money for everyone else and no that that has never happened no so they're probably a little bit worried about their prospects justifiably so but yeah very cool uh, the tech innovation that the entire industry is relentlessly pushing is something that your average person is more scared of than excited for. We love the future, don't we, folks? Yeah. Nobody asked for this, but we're getting it, whether we like it or not. Mm, that's right. Yay! All right, first episode back in a couple days. My mouth hurts already. He's missing some teeth. Yeah. Do they take four out or just... Four. Damn. Yeah. Uh, quick recovery, though. I was feeling fine. Now I'm feeling a little bit of pain, but... Does your uh, head feel light? Do you, like... Do you, your head's not as heavy as it used to be? Uh, it does feel different. And <laughs> let I, you keep the teeth? I kept screwing up during the episode because there was like like foam yeah, yeah. Uh, building holes up. holes in your face. Yeah, so uh, maybe I'll put the video in News Dump or something like that. My friend took a, a video after. I look like shit, so I don't know if real, I want it for him to see it. But... Ricky after dentist. Oh, I took a picture and I was like, I can't even share this because it was just blood like running down my cheeks and like my face all stuffed with gauze and stuff. But it was a great, like, day or two off, especially yeah. the first day when I was still in the anesthesia. Like, by the way, they put it in my arm. I don't remember anything. I woke up and it was done. I felt great for, like, 
hours. Um, and then I just I caught up on some Righteous Gemstones, uh, watched a bunch of TV, a bunch of baseball, and uh, the newest episode of How To with John Wilson is a piece of art. I haven't watched it yet. Fantastic. I think there's only one left after this. So. Damn, ever. But anyways, yeah, all things considered, pretty overall uh, decent. I say if you have the chance to get your wisdom teeth out when you're young, go ahead and get it done. Yeah. Don't wait till you're my age to where it actually, like, fucks you up. But uh, so far, so good. I'll probably just, uh, you know, go home and uh, rest my mouth again. I'll have to, this is like I'm an athlete now for my job. Yeah. I have to rest my mouth to be able to perform in front of all of you. So if, that, uh, if you want to uh, contribute to the pain, please uh, join the channel. If you want, you can click the join button and uh, do that. Either way, uh, check out our sponsors. But make sure you like, like the, the video. video. That's the best thing you can do. It's going to make me the happiest, and it's going to make me recover the fastest if you just click the like button or leave a comment below. If you haven't, for some reason, seen our previous videos, we got that lady punching a horse. We got <laughs> Trump uh, punching a mugshot. He's been he's been campaigning on it. We'll probably get into that tomorrow. And yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll get into that in the next episode. There's there's, some, there's, there's more there's to talk about. We'll, happening there. we'll see you soon. Bye bye bye.